This is the ActiveX Back Show from Edinburgh, Scotland's vibrant capital. Hosted by award-winning registered osteopath, author and all-round pain guru, Gavin Routledge. If you want relief or prevention of lower back pain or sciatica, and you want to be healthier, keep listening. The following programme should not be taken as medical advice, but for informational purposes only. Sufferers, fellow humans, lend me your ears so that I may whisper into them in order to ease your lower back pain, as this episode is entitled How to Turn Over in Bed with Low Back Pain. You will learn one of the most common causes of pain turning in bed, how we as clinicians test for it, what to do about it, i.e. how to turn over in bed using the brace. Now, I said you'll learn one of the most common causes of pain turning in bed. The truth is there are all sorts of possible things going on in your lower back that may lead to you hurting more when you try to turn over. For example, if you've strained a muscle in your lower back, then turning over will use that muscle. So chances are, turning over is quite a complex manoeuvre using all sorts of muscles. And so the effort of turning over, you'll recruit that muscle, you'll use it and it will hurt. So it could simply be an indicator that if it hurts when you turn over in bed, that you actually have a strained muscle or at the very least that your muscles are involved in your pain. Um, so it could be that, that. Okay? But for many people, one of the most common causes of pain turning over in bed is what we call instability. It's where at least one, if not more, of the joints in your lower back, and by joints I broadly mean a spinal segment. You've heard of lumbar, lumbar 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and S1 referring to sacral 1. So the joints between those different vertebral segments you can have an instability. And what does that mean? So, so that, in essence, it means that one of the joints is excessively mobile compared with its neighbours, usually, and that you have poor control over that mobility. So you'll see in uh, technical terms, we often refer to motor control, which simply means how do your muscles control your movement? And for many people, they don't control it very well, and specifically sometimes around one spinal segment. And that would be referred to by somebody like me, a clinician, as instability. Now, at the extreme end of the spectrum, there are some people who have hypermobility syndrome. That's hyper, P-E-R. And that means they are excessively mobile in many of their joints. And they, may, they are certainly consequently more at risk of instability. But you can certainly have instability in one spinal joint in an otherwise stiff person. And I saw a chap, a new patient last week, who's a pretty fit guy, you know, looks after himself, likes to exercise regularly, but he has had persistent and recurring pain for many years. He's been to see all sorts of people, um, all sorts of, you know, good bona fide clinicians, properly qualified people, but he's never really got anywhere. He never got to the source of his problem and he certainly never really made any progress in preventing it from recurring frequently. And he is someone whose main complaint is 
it is very painful when he turns over in bed. So he can lift heavy stuff. He can, uh, you know, he likes to work out in the gym and largely he can do that without any great ill effect. However, he struggles to turn over in bed because it hurts so much. And so I almost knew what the result of the test was before I did it. But of course, you know, you've got to test your hypotheses. So we do the test and sure enough, he tested positive for instability. Now, testing positive in a clinical sense is usually a bad thing. So if you have a positive test for HIV, that's not a good place to be. Um, or if you have a positive test for malaria, that's not good either. So he had a positive test for instability. Now, how does a clinician test for instability? Now, you can do this at home with the help of a friend. I don't recommend it, um, but it's certainly possible, particularly if that friend has a little bit of experience of manual therapy. It could be a massage therapist. Um, but you certainly don't want someone who is heavy-handed. So if your partner is a lumberjack and is used to chopping down trees, I don't know that anyone chops down trees with axes anymore, but um, you, you get the picture. You don't want a heavy-handed, you know, 20-stoner doing this technique to you because it could certainly make you feel worse for a short while afterwards. So I'll talk you through the test, the test for lumbar instability. And if you've been in the practice with us here, you'll know that this is fair. Well, we don't do it to everyone, um, but we do it to a lot of people, tests for instability. So now we have a treatment table we do this over, but you at home could use a dining table uh, or the kitchen bar unit. It's got to be something pretty solid that can support your weight. So what do you do? We, as I say, have a treatment table. If you haven't seen one before, it's about two feet across, so about 60 centimetres, and we have people lying over it. So they'll lie across it rather than along the length of it, if you like. So you stand facing the table and you lower yourself onto it such that your head is over the other side and your legs are hanging off the other side. Yeah, so you're draped over. So you drape yourself over so that your hips are mostly on the bench and your legs are relaxed at the knees. Now, as soon as I did this test with the chap, as soon as he lay in that position and relaxed, it hurt. It was, oh, 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 and, and he knew it would, because, you know, he was obviously prepared for it, and he said, oh, God, that's sore. Now, as he relaxed into it, it then stopped being painful, okay? But certainly getting into that position and relaxing fully caused him pain. So because in essence, what was happening was it was tractioning through those lumbar joints and that hurt. So that's just the start position. You get into that position and then your friend, clinician, um, sensible person then simply places the, the heel of the palm of their hand at the base of your back. Now, for some people, and this chap included, just the weight of my hand resting on his back was enough to increase his pain. Yeah, he's, he was, oh, 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 that's a bit sore. Um, if that isn't sore, then you can continue with the rest of the test. Uh, and if it is, I'll tell you what to do in a moment. But you then lightly lean through the joints in the lower back. Now, as I say, a disclaimer, I'm not recommending you try this at home. In fact, don't try this at home. Whatever you do, don't try it at home. But if you were to try it at home, 
the person leaning through would lean through gently. Now, particularly, you know, if you're a hundred pounds uh, dripping wet and your partner is two hundred pounds dripping wet, this is weight. Oh God, what is that in kilos? Forty-five kilos versus you know um, ninety kilos. Um, then they should lean very gently on your back, okay? So as they lean through those um, joints and they're easily identified, you see the knobbly bits at the centre of your back? Those are the vertebrae or the backs of the vertebrae. So you find the bottom knobbly one and just gently lean through that. And then if that's painless, you go up to the next one, lean through that one, that one's painless, you go up to the next one, so on. So you work your way up the lumbar spine, so the, the bottom five knobbly bits. And as soon as the person says, oh, oh, that's a bit sore, then you stop, encourage them to relax again, and you try again on that level, on that particular vertebra. If they say, oh, that, yeah, that's sore. You say, great, okay, so we find a painful joint. So now, please, if you could, just gently lift one leg straight up behind you. Okay, now don't lift it way up in the air or anything. Just lift it off the floor so that you're taking the weight of that leg. Okay, so they're holding the weight off of the leg off the floor and then you repeat the test. Gently lean through that joint. If the pain magically vanishes, they have instability. So in essence, if they have pain when they're relaxed and they don't have pain when the leg is off the floor, they have used their muscles to stabilize the spine. So as you lift your leg up off the floor, that stabilizes the joint such that when I lean through it, it doesn't hurt anymore. However, if lifting the leg up doesn't make a blind bit of difference to their pain, and particularly if it increases their pain, they may very well not have instability. Now, this is not an absolute test. You know, it's a lot like finding malaria on a blood test is confirmation a person has malaria. If, uh, you know, th this is an indication, this test. Um, I would still diagnose instability in some people sometimes when they don't test positive in this classical way. Um, but, you know, you, you need a trained clinician for that evaluation. But certainly, this is how we typically do it. It's a standard test for instability. What do we do about it? So if we've established that you have got instability, it's painful when you turn over in bed, what do we do about it? Welcome the power of the brace. I've talked about the brace before. Um, so we're talking about your abdominal muscles here. So if you're standing like me, put your hands across your belly and have a prod at it. Feel how firm or flabby it is. And then whoop, tense it up a little bit. So tighten it up and you're going to get to hear the sound effect, the drum-like effect of me slapping my belly. Yep, so it should be nice and firm when you brace. Now, if you've not used your belly muscles for a long time, you might struggle to brace it. Um, sometimes something that helps you get the feeling of bracing is if you imagine somebody's going to punch you in the stomach and you go, oh, oh, it's tighten up. Yeah, really tighten it up. Or if you were, oh God, here's a horrible thought, you were sort of constipated and had diarrhea all at the same time. Um, and you were kind of trying to push it, but hold it in all at the same time, then you would be bracing your abdominal muscles, okay? I don't know where that came from, constipated and diarrhea at the same time, but anyway, 
you get the idea of tightening everything up. That is an abdominal brace. And if you're someone who's done, oh, let's call it Pilates before, you'll probably be acquainted with abdominal hollowing, which is the kind of drawing in of your belly button to the spine. That's fine. If you want to go with that, use that technique. Um, they are subtly different, but um, we can tie ourselves in knots having arguments between the bracers and the hollowers. So we're not going to do that. We're not going to be in one camp or another. So brace, hollow those abdominal muscles in preparation for turning over. Yeah. So you brace, initiate the brace, hold the brace while you do the turning. Okay. So it's very important to brace first before initiating the movement. Because for many people, it's the initiation, that first movement that they go, oh God, that hurts. So before you even think about starting to move, just brace everything, tighten everything down. Now I talked about the belly first, but equally you can do the belly and then you can pull your shoulder blades down your back. That assists the brace. So you're bracing your back muscles more powerfully as well as the front muscles. When you, when you brace your front muscles, by the way, they all wrap round and attach into your lower back, so it helps to stabilize the back. But you can certainly add in pulling the shoulder blades down your back as well as the abdominal brace, that will more powerfully brace your lumbar spine and protect it from over moving. So you hold the brace while you do the turning over action. And then when you get to your resting destination, you relax again. So don't stay braced all the time. And that, my good friend, is how to turn over in bed with low back pain. I hope that's proven great value. I hope you joined in with all the bracing and turning and all of that. If you want more help, you can get it 24-7 from the virtual clinician on our website, our chatbot, which will help you out, work out whether you should be seeing a clinician, uh, which exercises are best for the relief of your particular problem. Uh, they can be sent to you instantaneously. And if you haven't yet, please listen to the first six episodes of the podcast, which are our foundation episodes, which give you an in-depth understanding in a mere hour, you know, one hour out of your life, six episodes, uh, ten, 10 minutes approximately each will give you a massive understanding of how lower back pain and sciatica work. Please give us a review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you are listening to this. And thank you for listening and speak to you again soon. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Active X Backs show. If you found this helpful, please pass along our web address to your friends and colleagues, active-x.co.uk. And please leave us a positive review on iTunes. If you have any questions related to lower back pain or sciatica, send them in and Gavin will aim to answer them in future episodes. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Active X Backs. 